This podcast is by G. Wayne Miller for the Providence Journal. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for your patience, and thank you for joining us. I'm Dr. Nicole Alexander-Scott, the Director of the Rhode Island Department of Health. We appreciate you joining us on such short notice. The COVID-19 situation has been shifting greatly over the past several days, so we really appreciate your help in keeping Rhode Islanders informed because that is a critical part to our response. As we indicated in a press release last night, Rido's state health laboratories have identified a second presumptive positive case of coronavirus disease 2019, which we are calling COVID-19. We've also identified a separate person who was tested for COVID-19 yesterday. The new presumptive positive case is a teenager. She is at home with mild symptoms and recovering well. The adult being tested is in her 30s and is also at home with mild symptoms. That means that Rhode Island now has two presumptive positive cases and one case with test results that are pending. All three people went on the same trip to Italy in mid-February. Outreach to the people who were in direct contact with any of these three individuals is extensively ongoing at this time. These direct contacts who we will get in communication with will be asked to self-monitor for symptoms at home for 14 days with public health supervision. We have been working closely with the commissioner and Fonte Green and her team at the Rhode Island Department of Education. In consultation with the commissioner and in consultation with the leadership of the two schools involved, the decision was made to temporarily close two schools. St. Raphael Academy, which organized the trip to Europe in mid-February, will be closed for the remainder of this week. The adult whose tests are still pending is a staff member at Achievement First Academy in Providence. Achievement First Academy will be closed for two days pending the results of the staff member's tests. The results is expected today and the school is closing for an additional day to continue complete environmental cleaning of the school. All 38 people who went on the trip to Italy will be self-monitoring for symptoms at home for 14 days with public health supervision. They have been communicated with, they are doing well, and have been instructed to not go to school or work and to remain at home for these 14 days. Additionally, we are doing extensive contact tracing for these people. This is a true source of public health in action. People who have been in direct contact with one of these three people are being uh, uh, identified, communicated with, and instructed to remain at home for 14 days and to self-monitor for symptoms. We have a robust team of public health nurses that is checking in with people regularly if they are doing self-monitoring and providing support as they need it. 
the contacts of a contact are considered low risk. It's important to know we are being very aggressive and vigilant in operating this entire program described. At this point, the most important message is a message of prevention, which we give every single year at this time to prevent against the spread of viruses similar to the flu. Because human coronaviruses most commonly spreads through respiratory droplets, Rhode Islanders are reminded to take the same measures that healthcare providers recommend annually to prevent the spread of the flu and other viruses. Here are those recommendations. Please get your flu shot and make sure the people around you do the same. That is a protective tool that we all have access to and want to make sure we take advantage of. Please wash your hands often throughout the day. Use warm water and soap. If soap and water are not available, use alcohol-based hand gel. Please cough or sneeze into your elbow. That's using good cough etiquette. Viruses can spread by coughing or sneezing on other people or by coughing or sneezing into your hands without subsequently then washing them. Stay home from work or school if you are sick and able to manage it at home. Being in the home setting with symptoms is the best way to minimize spread of infection in the community. Please avoid touching your eyes, nose, or mouth. That is a critical way that germs are spread. Please get plenty of sleep. Be physically active, manage your stress, drink plenty of fluids, and eat nutritious foods. And lastly, please keep surfaces, especially bedside tables, surfaces in the bathrooms, and toys for children clean by wiping them down with a household disinfectant regularly. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention does not recommend that people who are well wear a face mask to protect themselves from respiratory illnesses, including COVID-19. You should only wear a mask if a health care professional recommends it. A face mask should be used by people who have COVID-19 and are showing symptoms. This is to protect others from the risk of getting infected. Finally, it is very important that people know when to go to a hospital emergency department and when not to. Generally speaking, many types of illnesses and injuries do not require an emergency department visit. Going to an emergency department for an illness or injury that could otherwise be treated uh, in a separate setting, like either staying home if you are mildly ill and can monitor yourself there while communicating by telephone with your primary care provider, or going into your primary care provider or an urgent or express clinic. Those um, settings are preferred, and if instead someone goes to the emergency department, 
that will likely result in an extended wait. There are quicker and less expensive treatment options to use. It's important to know that symptoms is the key to the spread of illness at this time. And as with any situation during the cold and flu season, if someone has symptoms and they are mild enough to be tolerated at home, that is the best place to continue to recover drinking fluids and getting rest in the home setting. Certainly, if someone is severely ill or needs to communicate with a healthcare provider, that is welcomed. And we are encouraging healthcare providers who receive calls of people with concern to call us so that we can support them in coordinating the best next steps. 